Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. Today I want us to look at the pattern of service. I want us to look at the pattern of service. The pattern of service in Luke 22. I want us to see the pattern of service. I remember when I was a little girl, Luke 22 verse 24 through 27. I remember when I was a little girl, we had an opportunity to really see a pattern. Nowadays, you don't see them much anymore. But I want to read Luke 22, verse 24 through 27, and then I want to talk to you about the pattern of service. Now, there was also a dispute among them as to which of them should be considered the greatest. And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors, but not so among you. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he who governs as he who serves. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? Yet I am among you as the one who serves. Amen. When I was younger, my grandmother used to collect those little plastic covers that they would use to hold the six-pack of Coke together. You remember the little... She collect those all the time. And whenever she got a good stash of them together, Bart, she would take them and she'd tie them together with different types of strings. And she'd make these centerpieces for tables. Y'all remember those? And whenever you went into somebody's house, they had those centerpieces. And, and people would come and buy them from her. And, and they'd just be so cute. Somebody say cute. And then she used to take the little Coca-Cola bottles. You remember those little Coca-Cola bottles? They used to be small bottles. You remember that? Little be small bottles. And she'd take those little Coca-Cola bottles and she would um, get her yarn and she would knit up and she'd make little poodles. And so when you looked at them, they were little poodles on the Coca-Cola bottles. Y'all remember those? They'd be sitting everywhere. They'd be sitting everywhere. And then she had this other little thing she used to make. You remember the ladies used to put those little caps on their heads, and they would, they would come up kind of like in a, in a drawing up, and they have little medallions on them or little pins on them. She'd make a whole bunch of those, and people would come and get all kinds of colors from her. She'd just sit down, and she would just make those. But the thing that I noticed is whenever she got ready to make, she used to make these little kitten and little puppy dog pillows. And I noticed whenever she got ready to make those, she would always pull out this little paper bag, brown bags. And she would take the brown bag and she'd draw on the bag. And when she finished, she would cut out the brown bag. And she would take that as a pattern. And she would use that pattern. She'd take it, she'd draw a little eyes, and she'd draw a little tongue or mouth or whatever she was going to put on that pillow. She would take it and create a pattern for it. And after she created the pattern, then she would take it and put it on the pad- a fabric, and she would cut it out and begin to sew. 
And I began to wonder, I said, I wonder why it is that grandma can make everything by her eye. But whenever she got down to that pillow, she would have to create a pattern for it. The amazing thing is that she used to also teach us how to make your own pillow. And she'd pull out the little paper bags, and she would make us draw what we wanted our pillow to be. And we put them on the fabric, and we spend time making pillows. And I said, I wonder why it was that Grandma just didn't make that with her eye. And then I began to realize that she understood that what she thought she saw may not necessarily be it. So she had to create a pattern so that what she came up with was exactly what it should be. The issue with many of us on today is that we have seen the pattern of the world and the pattern of how the world does things and the way the world handles itself. If you were to take it and put it up against the pattern of what God has for your life, I guarantee you it would be so different because what he designed for you is so different from what you see. See, some of us are trying to live every day. We live in it based upon what we see, how we see, what we see on TV, how we see people dress, how we see people live, how they climb the corporate ladder, how they get success. We look at all of that, but if we were to take everything that we're doing and lay it against the pattern that God has for your life, you would find that it just wouldn't fit. Jesus is in here talking to the disciples. And it blew me away because they were sitting at the table, Felicia, and as they're sitting there, now listen to this. He just finished talking to them. Imagine this. We're all sitting at the dinner table. Every last one of us, we're at the table. And all of a sudden, Jesus starts saying, well, we're having a good time. He said, one of you in here is going to betray me. Now, now, now Jesus, we was having a good party. What happened? He says, yeah, one of you, one of you is going to betray me. And, and the thing about it is he sits here and all of a sudden they start looking at each other like, is it you? Is it you? You going to do it? Who gonna, you, who gonna? They, they start asking each other who's going to do it. Now, now, I need you to understand this because this is on the eve of Jesus's death. This is the last time that he talks to them, Edward, before he's separated from them. From them. It's the last opportunity he has to have a conversation with them before he's getting ready to go. It's as if he's about to be on his dying bed and he's talking to them about something so significant as a pattern he's created for service. So he says to them, somebody's going to betray. They start wondering who it's going to be. Once they get that settled, I don't know if they figured it out or not. They're probably just sitting there, you know, it's probably going to be such and such, you know, start having them little sidebars. But then all of a sudden, they break out in an argument. The Bible says it was a dispute. We find it hard to believe the disciples were arguing because most of what we see, Alyssa, is this picture of the Last Supper. And whenever we look at the picture of the Last Supper, everybody looks like they're having a good time. Everyone's sitting at the table. First of all, it's a wrong replication because they weren't sitting at the table. They were on the ground. 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 And they're on the ground. They're, they're here at the table. You think that they're having a great time. But all of a sudden, an argument breaks out. And the argument breaks out on who of all of us is going to be the greatest. So they said, we know somebody in here is going to betray you. He just said someone, so just one. 
So now since it's going to be one that's going to betray, help us then to understand which one of us is going to be the greatest. And now what I find interesting about this, it's not the first time they had argument. Right above, if you look at nine, Luke 9, chapter 9, Luke 9, verse 46 through 50, they start arguing then. And as they're arguing, Charlie, what God does, Dr. Frazier, is he brings a little Jesus, brings a little child beside him, and he says, this is what the kingdom's going to look like. Y'all arguing about, you know, who's going to be greatest, but let me just demonstrate to you with the little children. This is what the kingdom looks like. This is who's greatest. When you become as a child, that's when you're the great. So he'd already settled this. It's not the first time they were arguing, yet they're back at this place arguing again about who's going to be greatest. Do you know why? It's because the pattern that they saw in the world said that those who were greatest looked a certain way. Many of us say, you want me, you want me to serve, Pastor? But, you know, I, I can serve, but I can serve after I've done X, Y, Z because, you know, I need to do that because that makes me get up here. I got to go to work and do this because if I don't do that, I can't, you know, get the promotion. And I got Because all of that is what we reckon to be great. But here Jesus has a pattern. Somebody say a pattern, a pattern, a pattern. Let's look at the pattern. Let's look at the pattern. He says, first of all, as they begin to talk, he says, this is what you're looking at. But let me explain to you what the pattern of the world is. He says the pattern of the world is the king of the Gentiles. What they do in verse 25, he says, what they do is that they lord their power and their position over the people. He says, that's what they do. They exercise authority over them. He says, so when you look at the pattern of the world, what they really are is their status seekers. They're people who look for position. They're people who look for power. They want somebody to see them as the big. He said, when they come in, they, I'm the king. You know, I'm the king. I'm in charge. Y'all ever had a boss who, like, you know, just stay in charge. I'm in charge. Large Marge. But the reality is, if you're really in charge, you don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to tell anybody. He says, but this is what they are. They're status seekers. They're people who force people to honor them. They force people to respect them. They force people to lift them up. He says, but no, no, no. That's not who you are. You're not a people who tell everybody, oh, you know, I'm over the usher board. You know, I handle the choir. You know, he said, no, 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 no. That's not who you are. He says, you're not status seekers. No, you're not status seekers. I'm telling you who you are. He says, you are to act as the younger. That's the position you take. He says, you take the position of the younger. Now, let me tell you, I got to tell you about the position of the younger because the younger had the most menial jobs. The younger out of the family was the person who did the grunt work. The younger, thank you, Brother Bill, was like David. He was out in the field, tending to the sheep. Everybody else was in the house. When Samuel came to anoint them, everybody else was in the house. But David, the youngest, was out in the field. He was out there dealing with sheep, boo-boo. And everybody else was in the house. He says, if you understand what my pattern, the way I designed you to be, is I designed your life to make you the younger. You are greatest to me when you do the menial stuff. When you do the things that other people don't want to do. 
A couple of weeks ago, we had the, the cupcakes outside. And you know, if you're eating cupcakes and kids eating cupcakes and everybody's running around, you got cupcake on the floor, don't you? And so we're out there, we're out there. And, and, and I, I said, I said, we got to get that up. Somebody said, well, should we leave it for Mr. Henry? Is Mr. Henry just going to get that when he comes? Should we leave? I said, no, we can't leave it for Mr. Henry. Because if we leave it for Mr. Henry, the ants might get in. So we're going to have to become the servant, and we're going to have to go in there and get the vacuum cleaner and vacuum the foyer. So, so, so Winton goes, and he gets the vacuum, and he's vacuuming. And as he's vacuuming, I notice that some of what he's vacuuming, you know, cupcake. Cupcake, get to, it, it smears, and it's just get down. And so here I was. I got to get this up. So I leaned down and got my finger, you know, the finger with your nail on it, and just start picking up. The cupcake, so that when he vacuumed, he can catch all of that. And people, oh, Pastor, you don't have to get, yes, I do. Because my job is really to be the younger. My job, see, I'm up here right now. I'm just teaching you and preaching to you so you understand. But my responsibility, my position is to be the younger. So my position says, if I see cake on the floor, I don't start saying, "We're Desiree, Desiree, that, 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 Desiree, it's some cake." No, I'm not looking for Desiree to get the cake off the floor. My position says, get your hips down and get your finger and get the cupcake up. It's so contrary to the pattern. That has been drawn because the pattern that has been drawn says, Pastor, not get on the floor of the world of Christendom. Notice I said Christendom, but the pattern of the kingdom of God says you become the younger. You do the grunt work. That's our responsibility. Somebody said to do the grunt work. Jesus says, if you want to be a leader, if you want to be a leader, you got to first be a servant. I was listening to a, a series, a leadership, Bigger, Faster Leadership Summit, and I love what one of the speakers says. He says he was reading a book by Kellerman, and in it, Kellerman creates this shift of what a leader really is. In it, she says that many times we think a leader is a leader who serves. But the reality is the way that Jesus created it is it's a servant who leads. So we've got to get a whole different paradigm. I know. Can I tell you something? That's why some people don't want to come to church today. Because we created all these positions. And we got all this status seeking. And you know, this one can't do that. And this one can't touch that. And this one can't. I went to a, 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 a conference one time with a, with a uh, uh, at that point was a big, big uh, celebrity preacher. And the husband had to go to the restroom. So I'm wondering why in the world is it that they have shifted? So now everybody's over in one line. I'm thinking, why are we in one line? Why, why is everybody in one line? Why is everybody in one line? To go to the bathroom. I got to go. I got to go to the bathroom. We got to go to the bathroom. And all of a sudden somebody says, yes, because the pastor has to go to the bathroom. And I'm thinking, well, where's his bathroom at? <laughs> and they said, well, you know, since we're in this warehouse, it's only two bathrooms. So since it's only two bathrooms, you know, we got to move everybody over here so he could go to the bathroom. I'm thinking, well, 
when he go to the airport, it's other people in the bathroom. When he go to the restaurant, it's other people in the, in the bathroom. What are, what are we talking about? What have we created here that says he can't go to the bathroom with other men? That's why they put more than one stall in there. But what has happened is we created this pattern that says that we're supposed to be status seekers instead of servant seekers. Jesus says, not so with you. Not so. If you ever see me walking in status, I ask that you tap me, Robin, and be like, uh, you know how you call me, Pastor Sister. I'm going to need to talk to you for a minute. Because God says we can't be status seekers, but we got to be servant seekers. Somebody say, I'm a servant seeker. seeker. Here's the next thing that happens. Here's the next thing that happens. He says in this pattern, this pattern, let's look again at verse 25. Look at verse 25. So in the pattern that they saw, they saw status seekers. Here's something else they saw. They saw self-seekers, self-seekers. He says, The kings of this Gentile exercise lordship over them, right? They exercise lordship. That's a status seeker. And those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors, benefactors, benefactors. Now, a benefactor is supposed to be a person that is benefiting you, that is making sure you get what you need, is taking care of you. But the reason why it would be like Jesus said this when he was talking, you know how you talk sometimes, you say, they supposed to, you know, exercise authority, and they call them benefactors. That's what Jesus is doing. That's what Luke is emphasizing to you how he's talking. He's saying benefactors. That's what they call them, benefactors. They're supposed to be benefactors, benefiting you. But the reality is, is that they were benefiting themselves. So they were looking and saying that they're serving you, but they were really serving you so that they could get ahead themselves. They were serving the people so that somebody else could talk about how great they were. It wasn't for taking care of the people. It was so that people could shine upon them. They were self-seekers. I'm bringing this out because, you know, every time when it's time to start serving, some of this stuff starts coming out. We start having a committee. And next thing I know, we got people who are doing all of this stuff. But the reality is, are you doing all of this stuff because that's what you've been called to? Or is it because you want pastor to see how you're serving? Are you a benefactor? He says, no, no, no. That's not the pattern you have to follow. That's not, see, let, let, me, let me show you something else. Let me show you something else. Let me show you. Turn to Galatians 5. I, I got to show you this. Turn to Galatians 5. 19. I, I got to show you this because I got to show you what self-seekers, what self-seekers look like. I got to show you this. Somebody says she got to show you this because with self-seekers, it's all about self. They be doing a whole bunch of stuff. But in reality, when you look at it, it's self. It's self. Now, listen, he says the works of the flesh are evident, which are come on, read it with me. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness. Keep going. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like. Stop right there. 
These are what self-seekers look like. When we read that verse many times, the only thing we can see in there is fornication. Adultery. That's all we pick out, Kelsey. Ashley. That's all they pick out. That's all Chelsea. That's all. I'm going to get it in a second. (laughs) Ashley, Kelsey, Chelsea. Chelsea. That's all they pick out. Pick out the stuff, the big sins. But if you look in there, he's really showing you some words in there that you might not. I'm going to tell him to break them down to you. There are words like this. Selfish. Self-seekers are easily hurt. Self-seekers are angered. Self-seekers are sensitive not to others, but to how others treat you. Self-seekers are critical. I don't know why they did that like that. Can somebody tell me? Why'd they put that up on that wall? No, they should have moved that down a little bit. Because that is up too high. Self-seekers, self-seekers, self-seekers are unforgiving. They're jealous. They're envious. They're unkind. Self-seekers don't compliment other people because they need you to compliment them. Self-seekers are self-conscious. Self-seekers feel sorry for themselves. Self-seekers have a whole bunch of self-disappointment. And listen to this. Self-seekers are unfulfilled. So everything with a self-seeker is what I ain't getting at the church or what the church ain't doing for me. Or how I ain't growing. Or how I'm not. What? You, listen, 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 listen. You've been in, this, in the faith this long. And you don't know how to take what you got and use it to advance the kingdom of God. You a self-seeker. He says, but listen to this. On the contrary, stay, stay in Galatians. Look at verse 22 to 26. 22 to 36. He says, I don't want you to be a self-seeker. You're going to have to be a spirit seeker. You're going to have to please God and not yourself. Look, look at verse 22. He says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. Come on, read it with me. Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, Self-control against such there is no law. Stop right there. He says, so if you want to know if the pattern is following where I'm taking you as a servant, then ask yourself, am I so concerned about how they hurt my feelings? Or am I looking for ways in which I can love you? I can serve you. I can take care of you. I have never seen such a body of people, not y'all, I'm talking about the body of Christ overall, that are so offended with the church and with people. So they say, yeah, I say, hey, how you doing with church? You know, I don't go over there no more because you know they, what? Your boss made you mad and you still go to work? You can't stand the girl in the cubicle next to you. She pop gum all day long, but you don't stop coming to work. Your mama and them offended you, and you still go over there and eat. He said, if you put the pattern of what the world, see, oh, can I help you? Can I help you? I remember there was a season. There was a season in my life almost 10 years ago, too, to be fact, to be in fact, because I remember it. Because that's when Mary J came out with that song. I remember that. If you like what you see when you're looking at the mirror, da, 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 da. You remember that? Just fine, 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 fine. Woo. You remember that? When that song came out, that's 
years ago. Eight to ten years ago that song came out. And I start going through this phase, Martita, where I wanted to be happy. Everything was, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. Well, I don't want to do that anymore because I want to be happy. I don't want to go there anymore because I want to be happy. I don't want to help with that because I want to be happy. Everything became about what I wanted. It was all about me. And God started showing me, he said, where in the Bible do you hear me telling you that you're going to be so happy? (laughs) He said, I told you in this world, you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer because I have already overcome them. with me he don't have like I'll be having a little patty cakes with y'all rub your arms I'll be like yes I know God just start breaking stuff down to me he said where did you get that from you got that from the world because the world says don't worry be happy the world says everything about you ought to be you ought to just be happy nothing wrong with that song I like it everything about you you ought to just be happy it's saying when that becomes your premise and your paradigm from which you operate from and when you say nothing is working for you because it doesn't look like this God says that's because you have become a self seeker and not a spirit pleaser now we get ready to start serving and doing some things we already started we already started we already started and I'm going to tell you we already started. We already started. Somebody said we already started. We already started. And I'm watching y'all. I'm, I'm giving y'all this right here because I'm watching y'all. I'm watching y'all. So we, we already started. There are going to be some things that we do. Somebody else in the group might do it better. Or somebody else in the group might know how to do it. You cannot. Listen, somebody, you got to start telling yourself, you will not go away and say, talk about the project. Talk about how the person did it. Talk about what they didn't do right. Talk about you can't do it. I, I, I loved the other day we were, in the, we were in the bookstore. We were in the bookstore. I'm going to use the ladies, for example. I'm going to use the ladies, for example. We were making them baskets. We were trying to get it. And um, they, somebody came to tell me, Pastor, they need to see you in the bookstore. So I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, I'm skipping on going to the bookstore. I'm skipping going to the bookstore. I get in the bookstore. The situation is they're going to make, you know, they're gathering up the pampers and the wipes. So I'm thinking in my mind, why, why, why we need me in here for? Why, why we need me in here? So they said, Pastor, which of these, these bowls? Tell us about these bowls. And they said, what, Joe? The lady started talking about the bowls. So I was just standing just looking. I'm looking like, well, why am I in here to talk about the bowls? So I said, because we, we all, we just coming together, right? We coming together. So we learning each other, right? We learning each other. I said, well, Jackie is an expert in making baskets. She's in here. So we don't have to ask anything about how to make a basket because she already know. Let's just gather up. Miss Joe said, that's right. Let's just put those things. Let's put, they start putting those things in there, and let's just gather them and let Jackie Ray take the baskets and make the basket because she's an expert. Do you see? So there will be things that come where you might have a preference for how something should be done or how something should look or how it should come together. But you're going to have to pause and say, I'm not a self-seeker. I'm a spirit pleaser. 
And a spirit pleaser says, I got love. I got kindness. I got gentleness. I got self-control. Even if it's not how I would put it together and what I would do, a self, uh, listen, a spirit pleaser says, I control myself and my preferences so we all can work together to serve the greater good. Is that all right? Because we're going to have some big projects. Somebody say big projects. Here's the last one. Here's the last one. Here's the last one. So I said to you that they were status seekers, but God says you can't be a status seeker. You got to be a what? You got, servant seeker. Servant seeker. Come on, let's get them together. They were status seekers, but you got to be a what? Servant seeker. And they were self seekers, and you got to be a what? Good spirit seeker. Now here, they were star seekers. They were star seekers. Somebody say star seekers. seekers. What did y'all have for the first one I gave you that you had before I told you something else? And what else? You had status and servant? Okay. Good. All right. I just want to make sure y'all got them because I think I got it now wrong on the bottom of my page. (laughs) Somebody say, tell the truth. This is good. I love God. Here's the last one. Here's the last one. Here's the last one. The last one is they were star seekers, okay? They were star seekers. So verse 27 says they were star seekers. And if you look in verse 27 of that same Luke, he says, for who is greater? Is it the person who sits at the table or he who serves? In their custom, it really was the person who sat at the table that was really the best. That was really the person, right? But Jesus says, even though the person who is sitting is the one we say is the better, I tell you, I'm the person. I'm the one who comes and serves. So if I'm the one who comes and serves, don't even follow the tradition of what the, the culture is. But follow me because I'm not, listen, a star seeker. See, Jesus didn't matter if you liked his Facebook post. He didn't care if you hit the love bug. He didn't care if you shared it. What has happened is in our society, we create a bunch of star seekers. I, I, I love that post that says, you know, um, listen, if you might be famous on Facebook, it's just like Monopoly. It's a game. It's not real. You finish Monopoly, you think you're rich. No, no, no. That's paper money. You might have a boardwalk, park place. It does not matter. At the end, it's just a game. It's paper money. He says the same way. Listen, when you out here, don't be looking to be a star. Don't want to be the person that everybody's just saying, oh, you did so great. Oh, hell in you. Oh, he says, no, be the one who serves. Be the one who's not looking, but who's looking for the spirit accolades, who's looking for the spirit to applaud you, looking for the spirit to say that you did well. So you're not a star seeker. You are, listen, you're looking for the spirit to applaud you. You're looking for him to tell you. You're looking for God to say, well done, thy good and what? Faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now come, let me make you ruler over many. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what I want you to do on this week, is I want you to just take your life, take your ambitions, take your goals, take where, take where you're at right now. 
And I just want you to lay it out, write it out, and then take it and see, does it fit the pattern that God has created? Or is it based upon the pattern that the world has designed? Is it what God says a real servant looks like? Or do you find yourself in the place where you are and you're looking for status? You're looking for people to say you're a star or you're looking for people to serve you. Because the truth is the Bible says that you can gain the whole wide world and mess around and lose your soul. What would it profit you? It wouldn't profit you anything. We've got a pattern right before us and that pattern says is that we seek to please him and to serve others. Amen. So we've got work to do, right? We've got work to do, but I thank God. And what's so beautiful about that passage is that when it closes out, Jesus tells them, I'm not taking something away from you. I'm just taking away the pattern of what this world says. He says, because in the end, you're going to reign with me. In the end, you're going to rule from thrones. In the end, you'll have great dominion. And so that's what you got to trust and know in your heart. It might seem like you're giving up a lot, but if you trust God, you're not giving up anything, but you're gaining everything when you're willing to serve. Hallelujah. Amen. Give God praise for his word. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.